Okay, you ready? Yeah. <sighs> okay. Well, no, well sh- hi, everyone. <laughs> let me just focus. You really, do you still not like doing these? No, I still don't, so like, let me take a deep breath. She's watching. Do you want me to- Shut right. up. What's up, everybody? Episode 8 of the Inside the Park podcast. I almost stopped. I almost, <laughs> I almost <laughs> uh, Me and Matt back. Uh, a little hiatus. Apologies. We were uh, just being lazy, honestly. Well, there's, you know, the weather and the school and... School School played a part, but, yeah. you know. But we're lazy. Well, we, well, yeah, mostly that. But we finally made it to uh, day one. Day, uh, pitchers and catchers reported officially today. Hallelujah. I know. God bless. That means we get a whole lot of shaky cell phone photos of people on backfields stretching. Can't wait. What's your favorite spring training, like, trope? And You know, like a like a repeated phrase that you hear a lot. Oh, oh, okay. I was going to have to get a dictionary there no, for no, a no. second. No, no. Like, it's like, um, they're like, you know, he's in the best shape of his life. Like that. That's yeah, 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 yeah. Um, Put on a lot of hard work this off season. I like that. Yeah. yeah. Uh, totally reamped his diet. You hear a yeah. lot. Yeah. Um, I like I, I like anytime levels are brought into it. Anytime they're like he's about to take it to a whole new level. <laughs> Kicked it up a level. Yeah. yeah. He took it. He took, took it to his a, swing. A, to a, a new, new gear. <laughs> We're gauging. We're this is manly. This is <laughs> these are machines. These people. Yeah. 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 So, so um yeah like uh well so uh, the ball. Ball's coming out of his hand real nice. Oh, yeah. That's yeah. a good one. Yeah. Looking uh, loose. He's looking real loose. Fluid. Fluid. Mm-hmm. His mechanics are lined up real nice. Real All good. that. Yeah. yeah. We're So we're excited for it. We got about, what, 40 more days till games actually matter? 40 or 50? I think every game matters. Uh, yeah, definitely. Except for the guys that are with number 78 on their back that are playing out there. Future big leaguers? Yeah, future big leaguers. <laughs> That's They're all going to make it. So, yeah. So that's why the Giants signed three catchers it's in the som- last four days. Somber note. Because they're all going to make it. Um, <laughs> yeah. So in uh, news and notes, who do we got? Steve Stephen Vogt, who's hilarious hmm. and was good for a, quite a bit on the athletics. Yeah. Then to the Brewers. So now he's signed with the uh, the Giants. Him, Rene Rivera, and Nick Hunley. So it's like, you know, it's an old-timers game of catchers. It's a lot. They got a carousel of not good catchers than yeah. Buster Posey. <laughs> They've got Buster Posey, Joey Bart, yep. who's if you added up all three of their batting averages, it'd probably be Joey Bart. Pretty much. So that'll be cool. Let's not talk about too much of him because we're covering the Giants today and he's pretty much the whole thing. Okay, good. Alright. <laughs> I take it back. It's Joey sucks. Hard. Matt Joyce to Cleveland. Matt Joyce to Cleveland. You remember him in the race? On a minor league deal. I do remember he had a... Yeah. <laughs> I, didn't, I, didn't, I didn't write down the minor league part, so Matt was all happy I was all Matt. excited. Was I like, was he like, he did he's, it. He's back. He did he it. He made it now. You know, he, he took this offseason, kicked it up another level. He took it to a whole new gear. Yeah. And Looking smooth. I just... I, yeah. It's going to be... Uh, oh, oh wait! Oh, last year the one was um they were like I mean he got with a new hitting guru, mm. and let's just say launch angle is his new religion. <laughs> Dude, guru, I don't know why, but I've heard that so much in the last three years. Yeah, there's like oh, he went to a pitching guru. Between he- that, yeah, there's a lot of like 
there's a lot of startup businesses that are just they're like we know how to do it and they've got they've got their trevor bauer they've got their one guy and then between that and markel fultz going to like six different shot gurus like it's a thing that are apparently a thing in sports we're just the guru for stretching out calves yeah i don't know what their doctors like what are their master's degrees in instagram marketing yeah yeah (laughs) selling green shakes pretty much okay so yeah that was what else we got sean rodriguez to philly he used to matter uh no he was like a little bit he was like the the speed bump between ben zobrist and marwin gonzalez there was sean rodriguez on the pirates who played like six or seven different positions and had great hair and kept his socks up just try to, you know, respect the game. You look fast when you put your socks up. You always, the fastest players keep their socks up. Everyone knows this. Yeah. D. Gordon does it sometimes. Superstar second baseman, D. Gordon. Yeah, but the one that's better, better than, than Robinson, Robinson Cano. Cano. <laughs> better than Robinson Cano. Everyone knows that. <laughs> All right, let's move on let's to get it. Uh, yeah. news. So, so today we can, t- well, that was, that was news. Well, no. I mean, well, Bryce. That was notes. We'll talk about, that was, yeah, simple notes. They weren't newsworthy, those people. No. So back to Bryce Watch. Yeah. Getting close, Giants maybe. Uh, you don't see it. Well, no, and I, don't I, see I it well, today came out that um, uh, the Giants, uh, for, for, I don't want to say his name, Rod, his name wrong. Uh, Zahidi, Zahidi is his last name. The general manager for the Giants now came out of the Astros system and the Athletics. He's a genius, but uh, he he'll only take uh, um, he'll only take Bryce on a short term deal. Yeah. For like you know, buku bucks, mm-hmm. and uh, Bryce is all Najee, but he wants to load up on a two-year before the agreement kicks in. Yeah, no. See, I don't think anyone's thinking of that for some reason, mm. which I don't get, or at least I haven't heard it said out loud one time. But like, I don't know why that's not a thing. I don't get it. I don't. Why would Bryce shouldn't be? I mean, he's gonna end up settling for three ten. Oh, settle. But you know, he's gonna get three ten yeah. over eight or nine from the Phillies or, you know, um, Nats maybe. Or Nats will probably give him ten. But um, I don't, yeah, they should be signing a two-year deal waiting to the end of that, uh, the uh, the collective bargaining gr- agreement, the new one, because there's almost no chance in my mind that the players don't come to some sort of, there's, there's no way they don't approach it with, um, like what the NBA has now, which with a guaranteed percentage of revenue going to players, yeah. I think the NBA has like fifty-three percent or something like that. And that, when that kicked in, you remember two or three years ago, when like Tyler Johnson and a bunch of like eighth men on your bench got like fifty-seven million dollars over three years, like Tim Hardaway Jr.'s deal. Yeah, that's he, when the he, new he got paid. that's when the new collective bargaining agreement kicked in, yeah. and all these teams had like this. Oh, we need to spend this much money, right? And all the middle range and p- little lower players got paid because there's already a max contract. So I don't. I mean, I just feel like I would be wanting to bail Manny and Bryce at twenty-eight when there's going to be a designated amount of money that has to be spent. Be crazy, and they just be like, "Fuck it, Leah. If I'm yeah. going to sign someone for money, I'll just add more to the and get a good player, you know, rather than handing out, you know, what could be thirty-five million dollars to Sean Rodriguez in two years. Right. So, yeah, um, I would like to see someone do that. I don't see it happening. I think Manny and Bryce are. Uh, I think they've got their agents in their ear, and they're just like, well, specifically Manny. Manny's kind of, no one talks about the fact that Manny basically like, sh- like tore everything in his one knee, that one time playing in Tampa Bay. Do you remember? Oh, yeah. He was like, 
he wasn't a rookie. It was his second year, but he still had the shaved head. And yeah. His ears were all poked out to the left and right. <laughs> and that's back when he was mostly a defense and doubles guy. Yeah. Yeah, and he shredded his knee. And, like, no one talks about the fact that, like, he's got a bum knee, kind of. And he's 26. And yeah, eventually. Right. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> no one's talking about it. So, yeah. Um, oh, one more thing we talk about before we get into the, uh, the NL East and NL Central breakdown is, um, what do you call it? The, uh... The talks of uh, DH and the NL. Yeah, this uh, is awesome. There, there was that the the big things so DH and the NL, uh, three batter minimum for pitchers. Mm. Pitching clock is actually probably going to happen this year. Yeah, if that not makes next sense. Year, which I mean, they 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 implemented in the minors. So you, they, saw, you saw the futures game. It, it, yeah, you know, players are acclimated to yeah, that. At yeah, this point. it's not really bugging anyone. No, yet. no, it, it makes sense. I feel like it's only cutting like eight or ten minutes total. I think, but. You know, they're trying to shave it down. Yeah, and I don't think it interferes with the game too much, you mm-hmm. know what I mean? And traditionalists will be like, meh, 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 meh. it's fine. It's yeah. fine. It doesn't, you know, it's fine. But yeah. those big two points, the NLDH, yeah. I think it's an awesome idea, ideally. With full, I'm, kind of, I'm kind of split. With Either, a year or two to prep, right? Yeah, I don't want to implement it this year because I don't think that's fair to NL teams who yeah. could have gone after players this offseason had they known. Yeah. So I think you give them two years. But ideally, I love a league, a, a, unique, uh, a united Major League Baseball where yeah. you know, National League and American League uh, both both either have DHs or both don't. You know, I'm kind of well, on the fence. The national, I... the national League is basically the only sport baseball organization that doesn't have a DH. Yeah, like college, right? All of it. They, uh, you know, high school teams. You're allowed to have a DH yeah. if you want. Yeah. So it's yeah, it's a little ridiculous. I'm um I'm emotionally a traditionalist. Yeah. Like I don't like the shift bugs me and all that, but like mentally, since I was like nine years old, I I thought, oh, the Mets can't sign good players because they get old. Right. And they have to find a place for them. And right. You can't just the Red sign, Sox you can't sign Nelson a, Cruz. Yeah, the Red Sox signed Hanley and Pablo in the same offseason right. without enough positions for them, and you know those didn't work out. But they no no NL team could do that because they're like, okay, we only have one first base. Yeah, and you know we'd like someone to be good there too. Also, <laughs> defense is also good. Yeah. yeah, yeah. There's a reason Hanley was off the Dodgers after like a year and a half. Yeah. So yeah, it's a uh, it'll be. I think it'll be good for the game, honestly, in the long run, and in a. In two months after it starts, no one would even think about it. I don't think. And it, and it gives, I mean, this is personal, but it gives the Mets somewhere to stick Robinson Cano in two or three years. Right. Which they're going to need, probably. That or he's going to first base. And with Peter Alonso, if he works out, they need Robbie to slide into that Peter DH Peter looks spot. good, and, and Robbie would be a great DH. Yeah. Well, it's just good for the game, I think, to extend. Because it's not, you're not, we're not making jobs for bums. We're making jobs for like like Robbie, like a Hall of Famer yeah. who's got three more years in his bat, but maybe not his legs. You're, you're prolonging a career, you know, like exactly. Martinez. Andrew in, Martinez, you know. Poppy. Poppy. Poppy couldn't have played. No. And he, here's the thing: like Poppy would have had to retire probably after like the 2013 World Series. Yeah. You know, he wouldn't have got another year or two out of him. It is. It's amazing how well he played his final season. Like there wasn't a drop off of talent. No, like he no. was like, he was I, like I could have kept going. He was one of the six or seven best hitters in baseball, and he was like thirty six. Yeah, and he's just all heavy. Like you watch him swing, and you're like, "Wow, what an athlete!" And then he starts like hobbling, and you're like, "Oh, <laughs> oh, I get uh, it. I yeah. see. I see. Yeah, yeah. So that's yeah. All right. So that's where the game's headed, and we're okay. So um, you were a pitcher. The three uh, the three batter minimum thing to get rid of kind of the lefty specialist. Um, I don't know how I feel about it. I need some more time to yeah. process it, honestly. I, honestly, I 
I brought in to face one guy once, and I yeah. hated it. Yeah. So from a player perspective, you yeah. know, but from a matchup, it's tough I'm, to say. How do you feel? I'm not anti-specialist. Like, I understand that. I think that, you know, that's what a DH is, for example. Right. But I am anti, like, the amount of mound meetings. Like, that's just brutal. Mm-hmm. You know, like, from playing, I've seen it happen, which is is annoying. Yeah. Like, if you're hitting, you're up to bat, you know, and there's get two, three meetings, and pitching change have you ever had have you ever been on deck or up to bat and they make a pitching change it's like six or to eight minutes yeah, which okay. i understand i want the guy to warm up you know i don't want anyone hurt but if you go like but i can't imagine at that level when they go like lefty hitter lefty pitcher righty hitter we'll bring in a righty lefty another like oh, that sucks i don't so maybe they can i I think it's also an effort to speed up the game. Oh I yeah, think. well yeah, that seems yeah. But I can't. I mean, I don't. I don't know if you should put a, a batting, you know, batting cap like where you need to face this many batters, or if there should be like, I mean, does it make more sense to put a batting cap like you have to face a certain amount of batters versus like an actual pitching change versus cap? A count, yeah. Um, I don't know. I don't know if this is the right way to do it. Yeah. You can see what they're trying to do. Well, I just smell a lot of fake injuries. That's yeah, all. It's going to be a lot of like, oh, my shoulder's hurt. No, and like, they're sorry. just like, no. that's your other not pitching shoulder. He's like, oh, switch his hand. It's, his yeah, shoulder hurts it's too. This one. Yeah, yeah. Uh. Exactly. I, I just, it's just going to be one of those things where it's managers are going to feel it out in the spring training. Yeah. And then, you know, kind of like the keep both feet in the box thing. I don't think it's going to be called one time all year. I yeah. don't think it'll come up again. No, I but, don't think it. I don't think anyone's ever been. No, no one's ever really. No one's ever been called out on that. Ever. All right. All right. Um, on to the NL East and the NL Central. Let's let's hit it. Perfect. You want to hit us off? Hit lead off. Absolutely. So um, he was the power guy in high school. He absolutely. Is that lit only baseball home run. So um, <laughs> so uh, <laughs> excuse me. <laughs> so in fairness, and to take emotion out of it, uh, uh-huh. I covered the NL East. Yeah. And Matt. But Matt broke down the Mets, right? Because I'm a Mets fan, and uh, so he hand, so um, Matt did the NL. Oh wait, you did the NL West. I just wrote down the title wrong. So Matt did the NL West, Beautiful. and um, yeah, I covered the Diamondbacks. So we traded and I Mets, the Mets yeah, yeah, and Matt. So we covered Mets for Diamondbacks, just like you covered the Yankees. You exactly, know, just, yeah, just to be safe. Yeah. So uh, just take take the heart out of it. It's because it's a you know. Get quite active. We get emotional with this game, so I'll start with the I'll start with the Phillies. Then we'll skip over the Mets. Ooh. Yeah, the Phillies. Uh, so the the, um, the over under for the Phillies is at eighty four and a half wins. I take um, at eighty eight. So I'm taking the over, and I'm predicting them for eighty eight wins. And that's pre Harper Machado. That's with JT, which now we'll have. You know, we'll, we'll obviously get into JT Real Muto's trade. Uh, but for me, key players, I've got Reese Hoskins going back to first, who's a legit, you know, middle of the order, 35 homer guy. I mean, that guy can swing it. And we saw that in the home run derby. Uh, David Robertson to me is big. I think that's big for the bullpen just in professional ability and having someone who worked behind Mo for a couple of years, I think means a lot. So I don't think there's anything that can fluster this guy. And pitching in New York's talked about a lot, but I think pitching in Philly and playing in Philly is another one of those. That's another place that people are you're aware of when you go uh, Huge when you market. play there. Yeah, I mean, I Philly just, fans are ruthless. But yeah, exactly. And then uh, the other key player, I got JT Real Muto. Um, maybe, maybe hot take, maybe not. I think it might be because I haven't heard it yet. 
but I've got JT on my sleeper MVP uh, list. Mm. I will have to come up with a top five at some point, but I think JT Real Muto is entire, like 100% capable of winning an MVP award if he plays like 140. Um, that's a lot for a catcher. But here's the, uh, let's say he plays, he's, let's play, uh, excuse me, sorry. Let's say he plays... 125? Well, let's put, he'll play 145 and catch 120 because he's played first base for the Marlins. So I think he's totally capable of playing 140 games and catching 110 to 120. You know, he's 27, 28. All his, 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 he's the best catcher in baseball. Yeah. And his numbers are way better outside of the Marlins Park, too. So mm-hmm. I think he could I, – I, like, I smell a 28 – or a 25 homer, 280, and defensive stud kind of season. And if he can take them to the playoffs, if he's the reason they get there um, – one, it wouldn't surprise me, and two, I think he gets MVP votes. Yeah. So yeah, that's so. Uh, JT, I love it. Um, the prospect to watch, the up and comer, is uh, JoJo Romero, a six foot one ninety, twenty uh, two year old. Uh, starting pitching is going to be a big deal for the Phils because I'd say when you look at their team, I see a lot of skill position players. Gene Segura is huge for them. Uh, Robertson, we talked about in the bullpen. JT McCutcheon is going to be big. And uh, and that's without I, I mean the improvements they've made I think are they more improved than the Mets? You mean do they make more acquisitions this off season? No, just improved. Uh, I think the Mets have made more moves maybe than anyone in baseball. Yeah, they've made very they've made so many signings when you. I would say more improved because of JT. JT yeah. is a guaranteed All Star. JT basically. JT gives them yeah. Whenever you can say we now have the best position player at this spot. Yeah. That's just huge. They did more yeah. So yeah, they've got an All Star behind the plate now. Gene Segura is an All Star shortstop in the NL, probably an All Star. Yeah. A great right, pickup early. Out of the AL. Yeah, yeah. Great pickup early. I mean, Cut. I would have loved to seen their board. Yeah. Going into the offseason, Gene, yeah. David Robinson, exactly. we're going to go after all these guys, that would have been awesome. And I think Kutch is going to be a uh, an, kind of a, a not-talked-about slam dunk signing because he's going to just hit I, – I see him at second in the order or 6-7 because they might bat JT too. Mm-hmm. But um, I think Kutch will be great sl- lengthening that lineup. He's an on-base per- percentage guy. And um, he uh, – I've actually got McCutcheon and Jake Arrieta as my glue guys on the team. Yeah, Jake's gonna great keep, clubhouse guy. Jake's McCutcheon. gonna keep. Yeah, Jake's gonna keep the um, the bull or the uh, the rotation just you know lined up. Nola obviously had took a huge step forward. Yeah, but I think Nola, I'm sure, would say that Jake is the guy. You know, even if he's not the ace at all. You know, leading off opening day. But yeah, so McCutcheon to me is a big deal and one of those under the radar signings that even though he got 50 million, you know, that's a lot of money. I think. Especially if they end up with Manny, I think it's a deal, or Bryce, I think it's a deal that goes under the table and no one mentions. And then he, you know, he has a 350 on base percentage and leads off a bunch of games for him. Yeah. So yeah. Um, you think he grows out the dreads again? No, I think he's dumb. I think he's moved on from that. And I think Pirates fans would be pissed if he grew him out. <laughs> if he, he brought him somewhere back. Somewhere else. Yeah. yeah. Um, I, I kind of skipped out on JoJo's stats quick. Uh, so in double A, yeah, in a hundred and six and a third, he had a hundred Ks, forty one walks, and a three point eight ERA. So kid's got a ninety five mile an hour fastball, sits ninety to ninety two with the sinker, cutter, changeup are solid, and he's got a curveball and slider that are coming along. So like the first thing I see there is five six pitches that he uses in games, which is wild to me. But um, 
I think he's got the floor. Or I think he's got the ceiling of like a... Uh, like league average two, maybe a good three. But I think um, I wouldn't be a surprise at all having performed well and, you know, made like 18 starts in double-A. I think he... I think he gets a taste this year and may- helps them make a push late in the season. Six foot, one ninety, a lot of legs. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, yeah. I think he's a, he's a, got the right build for it. He's not like top heavy. I think he'll, I think he'll be coming along nicely. Plus he's got a goatee, which is sick. Oh, I like that. Mm-hmm. So yeah, there's a little the, extra velo. So eighty eight wins for the Phils and uh, a, a very new lineup for them. Where do you place them? And in the I know NL this isn't like, yeah. If you uh, if you can give me a one two three, I don't um. My one, two, three is probably Nats, Mets, Phillies. Nats, Mets. Okay. I think the Mets give. I think the. I think the Phillies have the advantage in the lineup. If I had to grade it on like a, an A through F scale, kind of, I'd give the Phillies like a B plus lineup now, mm-hmm. and I'd give the Mets a B slash B minus lineup. Whereas, when it comes to bullpen and rotation, let's say we let's let's. All right, we'll divide it. Rotation for the Mets is probably an A A minus. Rotate A plus. No, it's not an A plus because like it's only three deep for like studs. Mm-hmm. I'd call it an A minus. You also have the best pitcher in baseball. Actually. Yeah, but like to me, an A plus is like like your one through three are just aces. You know, like we haven't seen a healthy season from Syndergaard and Degrom and them at the okay, same time. Wheeler was a lights out second half. Last second year. half he was filled. So let's call it. I, okay, call it an A. A. All right, A, A, A. Then the Phillies, I, to me, have like a B minus mm-hmm. rotation, and I think the Mets bullpen is probably a B plus, whereas the Phillies are probably a B minus or yeah. C plus. Like I got C plus. Like I like David Robertson, but after that, you know, they're I just don't see a lot. Yeah. So, um, you know, that's so that's the I, I give the I put the Mets over the Phillies, and I think the Nats I've got ahead of all of them right now, even without Harper coming back. Yeah, I I hear that. I'm not I'm not really into the Nats this year. I'm not no. feeling them as heavy. And and the reason I I asked you and I'm getting into this is I'm gonna go over the Mets, yeah. which is same division. Yeah, yeah. And I just see this division always intrigues me. Yeah, always. The teams are always seem to be so close. And and the way I go one through three is I go Phillies, Mets, Braves. Yeah. And I I I'm always fascinated by the division. Anyways, let's move over to the Mets. Okay. So I'll be covering. We're gonna stay in the same division, but I'm covering the Mets. Brennan's covering the Diamondbacks, as we talked about. Um, when you talk about the Mets, quickly go over some key players. Obviously, that that pitching staff: Degrom, the best pitcher in baseball last year; Wheeler, amazing second half; Syndergaard. Um, yeah, we know what he's capable yeah, of. Yeah, I mean, he's a got a beard now. Really? Yeah. How do you feel about that? Thick blonde beard. Mm. Fuck it. If it makes him feel good, yeah, let it ride. You know, I don't care what he looks like. I, if he shaved his head and won the Cy Young, I'd be happy. Yeah. You know? I hear that. I actually wouldn't mind if he cut his hair. Were you a little bit upset when DeGrom cut his hair last year? I was upset. Yeah. But also, like, kind of like I said with Syndergaard, he won the Cy Young. He pitched him, yeah. So I was like, okay, yeah. There yeah. You I think DeGrom reached a point, kind of like Syndergaard will, hopefully, this year, where he was like, like, DeGrom, to me, is way less, I mean... Matt Harvey is the not the worst, but like the bad version of that. Like New York, I'm the man. Syndergaard's as good as you, like pretty close to the sun. Like he's flying pretty high right now. Like just on kind of his own. Like I'm the man. Yeah. But I think he's actually got a pretty good head on his shoulders. I think he was probably raised right. Um, 
and DeGrom is just like super mellow. Like yeah. DeGrom doesn't DeGrom's just trying to do his job well. So I think almost to detach himself from that like we're the hair boys from or the whatever. Board, yeah. He was just like I'm just I'm just trying to go to work. Little visual separation. Uh, yeah, you know? I think he sh- I think he cut the hair and he's just like I'm just trying to do my job. And I think it worked out for yeah. him. I think he was able to I mean I know he had two bullpen sessions and he you know between starts and he changed some things up a little bit, but uh yeah, I um I hope Syndergaard kind of if Syndergaard can lock in, they could they could have you know top three rotation in baseball. I could, I could. So um, moving on to some more players, we've got Conforto, came back from the injury, hit lights out, potential All Star next year. Um, Edwin Diaz, which is a new pickup, obviously mm-hmm. top three closer in baseball, immediately helps out that bullpen. Um, Ahmed Rosario. Um, when we look towards the future, you know this will be I think a very telling year. It's a big year for me. And I, I, I don't want to speak for you, but I think it will be, too. I mean, the first year, obviously, you're getting your feet wet. Mm-hmm. Um, I think he's had some time to make some adjustments. Yeah. He's had an off-season now. Mm-hmm. You know, he's going to fix some things, get stronger, yeah. work with some coaches. Just, yeah, just finish know, the first you know, full season. Take it up in gear, you know. Yeah, a year. Exactly. Take it to a new level. <laughs> yeah. So, And um, someone never gets mentioned enough, potential all-star, probably one of the most undervalued players, baseball, Brandon Nimmo. Brandon Nemo, top five right fielder in baseball. Well, well, hot take. We'll uh, we'll get to the main. Is it hot? <laughs> is it a hot take or is it factual? So Major League Baseball put out. Um, they're on their Instagram right now. They're going through the top positions at each field, and Brandon Nemo was left out. And Brandon had some choice words for them, and he just wanted to bring up a couple points about it. Yeah. Okay. Well, it's not. I'm not like being an ass about this. Okay, so the right field. Well, but before we get to this, I'm gonna just re- disagree with me. The right field is the most stacked position in the entire league right now. Over shortstop. Yes. Over third base. You've got two all stars right there, or two MVPs. Oh, I was gonna say I've got more than that. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Well, I'm looking at it right now. All right. So yeah, I guess maybe if we're not counting pitching, yeah. Yeah, we're, we're yeah, yeah. Um, so okay, so they've got from right to left. We've got Cody Bellinger, Mookie Betts, slam dunk, top five right fielder, obviously, top five outfielder. Nick Castellanos, what? You're trash at the outfield. Sorry. Um, also, Cody Bellinger's a first baseman. So Cody Bellinger's utility. Yeah. Okay. So I don't. <laughs> Why is he here? Do you want to throw him in on the first baseman? Because he'd be that makes top more three. sense to me. That's fine. <laughs> you can do that. Mitch, Mitch Haniger had a great year on the Mariners. That's fun. No yeah. one knows. No one knows who you are. You're on the Mariners. <laughs> Bryce Harper, who's that? <laughs> Another nobody. Aaron Juje, Juje, Judge, 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 okay, Judge. Yeah. Okay. Obviously. Okay. So, and then Puig and Yellick. So, without e- like you don't even need to think. It's Betts, Harper, Judge, Yellick are in the top five. And I'm fairly confident Brandon Nimmo should be in over Puig, Hanniger, Bellinger, and Castellanos can just be removed from this list. Thanks. Um, I Yeah, I just don't get it. I don't I don't know what they – I don't know who – I mean, like, I love the MLB account. They're funny. They're Whoever's running it, man or woman, you're hilarious. But, like, that's just – it just was it was you missed that's okay you people miss okay but uh, while we're on their instagram page can we do the top left fielders too all right sure let me just pull it up really quick. yeah yeah well right to left for the people uh people at home we've got ronald acuna jr ben attendee michael conforto marcelo zuna 
David Peralta on the Diamondbacks, who had a real good year. Eddie Rosario, uh, Juan Soto, and Justin Upton. So that's those pretty stacked. I mean, there's no... To me, there's no, like, A-plus players, except for Acuna, probably. Can we really, 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 really quickly yeah. just go over that the Red Sox had the best outfield in baseball this year? Yeah. Okay, fair yeah. Sorry. That's because from left to right, left, center, right, they're all studs. I mean, for me, it really comes down to... You take Mookie Betts over George Springer, right? Yeah. I take Jackie Bradley over a lot of people. It's, uh, yeah, Jackie Bradley Jr. Ben deserves more love. Tugs on the heartstrings, but I could see, I could see someone taking somebody else over. Him. Yeah. Okay. So, so let's just do top five left fielders. Yeah. yeah Who are your? Sorry. My five here. Yeah. Right now. Mm-hmm. This isn't like I'm picking my team. Sure. So this is like, uh, you know. Yeah. Um, I'll get Acuna. I, yep. Ben Attendee. Yeah. Eddie Rosario, mm-hmm. who almost set the doubles record last year. Mm-hmm. Juan Soto. Yeah. I'll take Conforto, with 10% of that being the fact that I think he's going to make the all-star team this year. Yeah. All right, so that's your... Yeah, yeah. Because okay. the, the, the first four were like, yes, I think. I'm very confident. And then Conforto was, would I take him over Peralta? Yes. Would I take him over Upton? I think Yes. Oh, it's hard. I like Azuna Justin fell off a cliff. Uh, Azuna got hurt, but he had Azuna's kind of in the like a like a much lower tier of Harper, where he had a monster year, and then he was not the same last year. But uh, who, who are your five? Looking at this, I'm going Acuna. Yes. Conforto at two. Ooh. Benatendi at three. Soto at four. And then probably probably Rosario. Yeah, I like Reddy Rosario. Plays a couple spots too. I think he's one of those kind of like top, probably a top forty player in baseball that just no one knows about. He's on the Twins. Yeah, yeah it's, it's, <laughs> not, it's not his fault. No, probably should have covered him in my Twins uh, coverage. Yeah, but no. Yeah, we're here now. So back yeah. to the Mets. Yeah, we'll wrap the Mets quick. Yeah. Um, let's see. Uh, off season acquisitions. Obviously, you got Robinson Cano, um, Edwin Diaz are the two big splashes. Um, both great acquisitions. We're going to play with the team nicely. Um, really respect the the moves. Let's see. Uh, off-season departures. Wilmer Flores, I think that helps you. I know he's Mr. Walkoff, Mr. Emotional Met, but let's be honest, his skills were declining. 27-year-old with arthritic knees. Yeah. Sounds like a YMCA point guard. Um, Kalenic. You know that one. That one hurts. Yeah. But, yeah, we wouldn't have seen him for five years. No, but, so but yeah, he's he looks uber talented. Yeah, he he's got Christian Yellick vibes, which hurts. Yeah, let's be honest. Um, okay, so we're gonna go through uh, two uh, two prospects to watch. Peter Alonso, big boy coming up to first base. Be really excited to see him. Should be up in April. He'll be a brush of a breath of fresh at the first base position for like the Mets. It. Love it. Um, David Peterson, um, starter out of Oregon, big kid, lots of innings, strong arm, um, good fastball, good slider, could slide in a nice 4-5 spot. Um, let's see, glue guy, Todd Father, obviously, best bench, bench player in baseball. Love when you got the Todd Father on your team. Predictions, second in the division. So that okay. covers my Mets. Win total. Your Mets. Oh, uh, it was at 84.5. I got him over. I got him in, like, in the 89 range. Like it. I like the Mets this year. Like it. So on that wild card hunt? Yeah. Like it. Yeah. Like it. All right. So um, do you want to just cruise? Should I just crush the NL East then if we just did back-to-back NL East teams? I mean, yeah. Just send it. 
send it. All right, so I'll jump to my number one, uh, my number one in the division. I've got the Nats winning. Let's take a looky loo at my notes. Dirty Nats. They're killers. So did you shut up? Jesus Christ! I'm just kidding. Get out. We know. Um. So the Nats are uh, their number sits at eighty-seven point five. I've got them at ninety-three wins, winning the division, making the playoffs, and making it to the uh, NL. You know the the, the NL, NLCS, the NL Championship Series. Okay, yeah. Because I smell um, to to uh, to quote the great Bill Simmons, uh, some Ewing theory, some Patrick Ewing theory, which is when the best player on your team leaves, the whole team plays better. Okay. And um, not Fe- the not feeling the, the Knicks today. I not, like that. not that the Bryce Harper was the best player on the Nats because that was Anthony Rendon. Clearly. No one's talking about it though. Um, no, but I think Bryce leaves, and I think his production is more than made up for by Juan Soto, who is an absolute Stud. monster. Stud. He came up at nineteen. OBP was over three sixty for much of the season. I, I mean, and he was a. I don't know. He's scary. He's scary. I don't. Something about his face. <laughs> like he was nineteen, but his he has like this Easter Island head where it's like oh. You've been shaving since you were, like, 13. You remember when we went to the Mets game this summer? And yeah. And he, like, missed it. Like, he, like, just tossed his bat around. He completely popped up the ball, yeah. like, 15 feet over the f- fence. Yeah. Easy. Yeah, he Easy crushes power. the ball. He's just like, oh, I missed it. He looks like oh, Sammy Sosa. Like, he's got that like his, like his face and yeah. his build. Pre-bleach. He's, he's a full-grown man, and yeah. he's 20. He's going to be 20 for a good chunk of this season. Yeah. That's stupid. We're the same. All of us. All of us are. All world. of us get the same genes yeah. and the same chance. Yeah. Um, so. so yeah, I've got Juan Soto as like I think Juan Soto's the four or five hitter this year. Yeah. And Could I think, be an awesome. And, and I think he can handle it. I mean, what did, Kevin Long? I mean, we agree. Probably one of the better hitting coaches in baseball. Probably the best. Yeah. Uh, compared him to Albert Pujols, yeah. which. Hell of a comparison. Uh, yeah, and I don't think Kevin just throws that around. Kevin worked with the with like the championship Yankees. They yeah. worked with like Tex and you know and Robbie the, and, and them. The Mets and yeah, and he's worked with the Mets. He worked with Brian? MVP Dan Murphy, well, basically borderline yeah. MVP Dan Murphy. Yeah. He worked with Cespedes when he was on fire. So mm-hmm. like, yeah, he's seen good hitters, and he's given this guy some love. So yeah, uh, Juan Soto is a big deal to me. The rotation is, uh, I think this is the only rotation that could be better than the Mets in the NL East. Scherzer obviously is just an absolute animal. Mad dog. Yeah, he he's yeah he does he gives off actual like Greg Maddox vibes of intensity. Um, let's let's take a look quick. Uh, let me pull up these. Pat Corbin, the new arrival. Pat Corbin, I like it, but it's not to me. That's not gonna. It's not the big signing now. Well, it's the big money signing for sure, but I don't. Not the great talent. He though. scares me. He scares me because okay. So I was thinking about this earlier. On a scale of one to five, five being like, yeah, you can't rely on this guy. He gets hurt every year. Nathan Avaldi's a four. Yeah, you can make Pat. You can make him a five. Pat's a three, right? right. Yeah. yeah, that's okay. I feel like so you don't pay the threes that much. Well, three is like you put like a little, not a red flag, but like a dark orange flag where you're like, okay, you know, really do the physical top to bottom, you know. So, but yeah, um, I mean, if Patrick Corbin is up to snuff, Scherzer, Strasburg, and Corbin are as good as a one-two-three as there is in baseball. Though, mm-hmm. if Corbin really lives up to what he did last year, which is basically just throw off a slider seventy-eight percent of the time, but I mean, just looking at twenty eighteen, we got Scherzer, Strasburg, and Corbin combining four. 
over 12 war yeah. which is crazy so Scherzer yeah 210 because 200 is nothing to match, match, ugh, Mad Max he's got a 3.13 ERA which is high for him which is stupid Steven Strasburg who's always an injury concern I'd say Strasburg is probably a 3 also yeah and then Corbin. So if those three stay healthy, they, they could be lights out. But the same goes for the Mets, kind of. It's the same amount of kind of fear when it comes to, like, Wheeler and um, Steven Matz and stuff like that. They just re-signed Jeremy Hallickson on a one-year. I like that for the for the depth of a f- fifth pitcher. And Joe Ross is, hasn't really shaken out yet, but I don't know. I, they're, they're, they're four or five or pretty weak yeah but i think they're relying on getting dubs one two three and then four and five if they can take half of them they'll win 95 games you annabelle know? sanchez and from the blue jays annabelle sanchez uh i think so no he was lions or no not jesus detroit i, I heard, said detroit detroit tigers yeah and, oh yes and yes, then yes, yes, uh yes, yes. i think he was on the marlins yeah for a period okay so um marlins is a wasteland yeah i've got the achilles heel for the nats i've got is their bullpen and because like the bullpen their bullpen approach has always been kind of th- like just throw it at the wall and see what clip like hits and i think they're Gun shot, a uh, gun shy from Jonathan Pavelbon. Yeah, choking out Bryce. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, Sean Doolittle, who moment. can be nasty and can be hurt a lot. They've got Trevor Rosenthal, who was hurt a lot, but Trevor Rosenthal for me is a linchpin player because he could be make the All Star team and save fifty games too. He was filthy on the uh, Cardinals, peaking in like 2013, 14 with like a. Tw- 12 to 13 strikeouts per night. Disgusting, nine. yeah. So, like, yeah, uh, Trevor Rosenthal can be one of the best relief pitchers in baseball. So, it'd be, you know, hopefully he's healthy. Coda Glover, they've had a lot of stock in for a while, and they, uh, they're they still waiting on him to work out. They got their fingers crossed. But, yeah, to me, it comes down to the lineup. I think Anthony Rendon, Juan Soto are a nasty 3 4. I think Adam Eaton coming back from injury and having a hopefully a healthy season. Adam Eaton's one of my favorite players in baseball because he's just really, really. He does all the little things. He's like, um, I don't want to say it's age or not, but he's like Brett Gardner when Brett Gardner was a little more himself. I mean, he runs hard, he's a doubles, triples guy, he can steal. He plays a, na- a really, really good outfield. Um, Adam Eaton's definitely got a stronger arm, yeah. um, and it's pretty close on power. They're both, like, sneaky 12 to 15 guys, yeah. and Adam walks a ton. So I think Adam Eaton is huge for the top of their lineup, and he can hopefully be the spark plug the Nats need. So, yeah, I think the Nats win. I've got them at 93 games if all uh, if everyone stays healthy, hopefully. Mm-hmm. And um, last but not least, they got Brian Dozier, who I think will be uh, big at second. Yeah. And then um, – Jan Gomes and Kurt Suzuki behind the plate will be a really, really good veteran tandem, kind of like what the Braves had with Tyler Flowers and Kurt Suzuki. Those are two pros. You know, they yeah. know they know how to handle pitching staff. Kurt Suzuki's a really good bat. Jan Gomes has the upside of you know a former top prospect, but right. but he's got an excellent receiver. You know, I think they'll. Uh, I think they got two guys that are capable of starting to kind of run uh, a tandem. Uh, you know, count, let the starters pick the guys mm-hmm. they like. Yeah, they're caddy. You exactly. know, each catchable caddy. I've liked so, Kurt yeah. Suzuki for a long time. Like you said, true professional. Absolutely. He's you know he's the perfect, perfect professional. You, you said it perfectly. Um, let's see. Yeah, just cover the Nats. Yeah, just covered. Beautiful. We got Nats, Mets, and yeah. Braves. That's well what we've done. All right. Um, move over. 
Um, let's talk some Rockies baseball. Love the Rockies. Oh, man, they, they just do things right. Um, all right, so I'll try to go through this just a touch bit quicker. Um, Off-season acquisitions, obviously, the boy, Daniel Murphy. Love it. You know. Um, He's going to be great in will. Colorado. He'll, he'll fill in nicely for DJ, who left for New York. Um, let's say they also lost Matt Holiday. Can't believe he's still playing. Carlos Gonzalez, um, Gerardo Paro, DJ, and Adam Ottaviano. I was fucking Ottavino. Ottavino. Adam Ottavino. I'll have to learn that for the uh, World Series parade. Um, so predictions? No, no, no. Let's go back to key players. Excuse me. Um, when we talk about their pitching, we're talking about um, Kyle Freeland. Um, last year he was seventeen and seven. Yes. Um, Two eighty-five ERA. He's a 6'3", 170 left-hander. Um, when you watch him pitch, he's kind of got like that Chris Sale feel to him. He's got that lower angle. Yeah, yeah. But he falls Hard off. Hard to pick up. Yeah, but he falls off the mound a little bit more. Um, he's extremely competitive, um, and he was definitely their best pitcher last year. Um, I didn't even know about him until I did the research, which is which, you know, is more on me, just not paying attention. Um, when we start to look through the lineup, obviously we talk about the comeback player of the year, basically, and um, Trevor Story. Mm-hmm. You know, just Animal. after yeah, after that rookie campaign dipped, came back with thirty-seven home runs, one hundred and eight RBIs. He swiped a lot of bags too. He I did. don't know how many, but he, I mean, he can run. Yeah, he's a he's a five-tool guy. He's an athlete. Yeah, um, we look at Charlie Blackman, whose defensive WAR fell off a cliff, honestly. Um, but the bat's still there, and a lot of people are saying, you know, it's going to be a good year for him to rebound. So that beard is intense, and, oh, yeah. um, you know, he still drives the same car he got in high school. Chuck Nasty. Yeah. He's a stud. Yeah. It doesn't surprise me at all. Cool dude. I think he's going to have a good year. He's a hard, he's like an, one of the harder working players in baseball, and I think he, he'll bounce back hard. I think he tried to earn that big contract extension he got before the uh, before the season started, and uh, I think he got in his head got a little in his bit. Head, yeah. So I think he'll take a deep breath, spend the offseason at home. I, uh, I, I think Charlie Blackman's going to resume being the second best center fielder in baseball. Yeah, you feel real confident with mm-hmm. him in the lineup. Absolutely. Um, let's see. Minor league prospects. Oh, boy. First team all swag, Brendan Rodgers. Beautiful hair. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Slick fielding infielder, power. Yeah. Prettier swing, though. Yeah, yeah. Can hit for average. What is... What are the Rockies doing producing just, like, thick-bodied shortstops? Who too hit, low who hit story, Rodgers. What is good with it? Yeah. Studs. I don't get it. I mean, uh, whatever. I don't know where they're getting them from. But, I mean, uh, they really juice them, too. I mean, there's nothing left. I mean, Tulo's breaking down. Barely cobbling along, that yeah. starting shortstop for the Yankees is hurt, man. <laughs> He's never going to make it. No, I, no off, so we, we, we didn't mention it really in the, when we covered the AL East, but off the turf, I expect good things from Tulo. Yeah. 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 So, yeah. I, I only need him for, like, 40 games. I mean, 60, 60 games. Until July. Yeah. Probably. Plenty of games. He'll Everyone comes it. back from Tommy John in eight months. He'll make it. He'll be fine. Didi's and Didi's going to be absolutely fine as soon as he comes back. Yeah. He is. I hope. He's my favorite Yankee. Is he? Mm. This is really good podcasting. Um, it's, it, might, it might be Brett Gardner. I was going to say. I like like, that, like, I like you that went that off on style. Brett last time. You know, he thumbs around the bases. Thumb, 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 thumb. Yeah. Everyone can't see, but I'm thumbing my way from first to third on that single to right center because that's what... Because Brett Gardner looks like a thumb. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, back to the Rockies. (laughs) (laughs) 
Well, uh, after all that Brett Gardner talk, um, I really like the Rockies this year. They're coming in at 82.5. Um, I've got them over that. I'd slam that over. Yeah, I could see them as literally a 90-win team this I'd year. I'd put money on them. Yeah, yeah I'm really like going them. over. And Brendan Rodgers, I'm so excited for. When we do our preseason bets, that yeah. might be the jersey I, I, I put f- up. I would like that. Yeah. yeah. We're going to actually have to write out the framework for that at some point. Yeah, we'll get it in writing. Yeah. We'll post it on Instagram, which you can follow us at ITTPod. ITTPod. Yeah. All right, do you want to throw uh, do one more just so we're closer in uh, what we got left? Yeah, sure. I'll quickly run through the Dodgers because there's not – a f- lot to talk about, honestly. Um, they're still amazing. They've gone to the World Series two years in a row. They've spent more money than God himself to put together a team. And they're still really, really good. Um, key players, you're looking at Jensen, Chris Taylor, Cody Bellinger, Walker Bueller, who, if I had one game to win, I know you're probably going with DeGrom, obviously, but if I had a pitcher who needed to win one game, I'm throwing out Walker Bueller. Mm. Um, who'd they get this offseason? Joe Kelly, Big upgrade to uh, the bullpen, which we've mentioned before, Russell Martin, A.J. Pollock. I put on Corey Seager. He's not a true addition, but he's coming back from injury. And Feels it's like you're getting him back. Hu- exactly. It's a huge improvement to the lineup that's already stacked. Who'd um, they get rid of? Um, obviously, in that Reds trade, they got rid of Puig, Alex Wood, and Matt Kemp. Yes, Manny Gondal walked. Yep. And uh, obviously they lost Machado to uh, free agency. Mm-hmm. Um, quickly, uh, they're at 94.5 wins for the season. I've got them over. I've got them at 100 wins. They're back in the playoffs. Dodgers are strong as ever. Right, 162 sounds about right. Dodgers are filthy. I don't know. It's gross. I, and they've gotten they've their minor league systems too. Alex Ver, or is sick too. Alex Verdugo is the real deal, and he's just going to replace Puig. Yeah, it's nasty. So um. <laughs> back to you. Yeah, back to me. Let's see. I got to cover the Braves, right? Yeah. Let's do it. Let's talk. Let's talk Atlanta baseball. Let's talk Braves baseball. Uh, the Braves were in on JT Real Muto for a little bit, but, um, you know, the uh, the Phillies demanded to give up 6-0 Sanchez for some reason. I could, we didn't really dig into that very deep, the JT trade. Yeah. So the Mets talked to the Marlins. Yeah. Oh, Jesus, here we go. The Marlins wanted two out of the three best position players. Mm-hmm. They talked to the Braves. Yeah. They wanted their best overall uh, position prospect in Austin Riley, the third baseman. Yep. Who looks real solid. Or they wanted Ozzy Albies. Like, well, Austin Riley plus, like, a top pitching prospect plus something else. Yeah. Or they wanted Ozzy Albies plus something. When they talked to the Dodgers, they wanted Cody Bellinger plus something. They talk to the Phillies. They take Sixto Sanchez, who looks good. So JT Real Muto uh, for Sixto Sanchez, Jorge Alfaro, and a left-handed relief pitcher. I don't know the name of. I apologize. Apples to apples, bro. It's even Stevens, bro. No, um, so Jorge Alfaro, I like the upside. Um, strongest arm in baseball, maybe, behind the plate, actually. Mm. Legitimately cannon. Uh, and big-time power. The the man did strike out at a clip of 37% last year. But we all know the best hitters have trouble putting the bat on the ball. So I like the upside. Yeah. He's going to develop nice. No, he's a big body. I would lo- like if he was a, the Mets catcher, I would just be like I would always be like you just got to refine the swing and it's going to be fine. Like so I get it. I think I think there's a lot of upside especially with 4 or 5 years of control. Um Sixto Sanchez has the upside of an ace. He's filthy 
and he's got three different pitches that are 60 plus on the 2080 scale which is awesome and he touches 100 miles an hour um the fear being he's a six foot 185 pound guy that's right-hander and it's a lot of energy in the delivery and there's some fear he turns into more of a um you know more uh more ventura than pedro right you know yeah. so but i but the upside is like that jose fernandez kind of excitement like he pitches with that amount of energy and uh i think miami could use a guy like that um so that, that we just wanted to touch on that because i know we kind of glazed over with the phillies but it was a big deal it was pr- yeah probably the biggest move of the offseason so far in baseball yeah. the uh the braves are in a real good spot Obviously, they've uh, they've got two of the most exciting young position players in baseball. Ozzy Albies is for real. The bat is legit, especially um, especially from the left or from the right side of the plate. Uh, I know he had a little trouble hitting right-handers in the second half. The defense is not talked about enough, but the defense he had plus nine defensive runs saves. That's awesome. That like that's huge at second base speci- specifically when you add the fact that he's like a 30 homer guy yeah. for some reason even though he's 5'9 it's crazy Big so between between yeah, it's unreal between him and Acuna they've got two of the most exciting position players in baseball mm-hmm. and they added Josh Donaldson the bringer of rain bringer of rain <laughs> yeah I don't expect a uh, an MVP season from Donaldson but they're going to put him in the two spot he's going to have his shades on mm-hmm. you know he's mm-hmm. going to be like gonna have a big leg kick he's always got and if, I, if he can avoid those calf injuries i see no reason he can't be put up like you know 2025 yeah i think 25 and a 290 with legit defense i think he could put up a chipper jones season, great season. yeah <laughs> like i think a great season the, he is the best third baseman they've had since chipper jones for sure i don't i mean i'm Mar- just trying to think Mar- I, Martin, I can't martin prado was okay yeah it was gross it's a great two-strike hitter, though, Martin Chipper, Prado. Chipper was great. Chipper was great. I saw I saw a game in Atlanta. Uh, he's batting lefty against a right-hander. That was all black, and he just hit a tank to mm-hmm. right field. It was just so gone. All aboard the crazy train. But, yeah, so Donaldson's huge for them. Uh, they they brought back Marcakis and Brian McCann. Yeah. Brian McCann coming home. Season gro- veteran. Hopefully growing back the beard. I think, I think he had it back on the Astros, right? But yeah. it didn't have that... Same level of fluffiness, you know. Like when he was on the Braves, you were like, "That's how his face looks." Right, right. right. And he went to the Yankees, and I mean, oh, like, that I understood. was a mistake. He was so gross. Was I understood the signing, like he's great. Yeah. Oh yeah, the player, but like. Yeah. Yeah. And then you know he he kind of Yankees himself and turned into just pull, and you're like, "You used to be a good hitter." Yeah. And he's like, "Yeah, but now I go deep eighteen times a year, so you know, it's cool." Mad yard. But he's gonna be huge for the uh, for the defense and like just for the calm games and. Absolutely. Spring I mean, training, bringing yeah. the young pitchers along. Exactly. That's what was my point exactly. When I go to the you know the prospects to watch for this team, it's just pitching, pitching, and more pitching. It is unreal. These guys have such a deep kind of farm of arm it's a, it's a literal arm farm it's mike fulton for one finally put it all together at 26 he throws so hard 31 starts 183 innings uh 3.9 war which is amazing a 3.77 x fit which is huge and a 2.85 era this guy was a no one talked about this guy being a top 10 like probably a top 10 starting pitcher in at least the nl last year maybe baseball I mean, he was he was just excellent. He was so good. So they've got themselves a possible ace with a farm system of aces. I mean, just bringing up the uh, just bringing up the Braves' top prospects real quick. 
you'll hold for just a moment. That's why you me. can't have 45 tabs. I have 45 on your tabs, and they're all fan graphs. Leave me alone. Mike Soroka, it's not he's right. their, their number one prospect. He's going to be up this year. And this guy is more of the sum of his parts kind of player, where it's just, I mean, we've got a plus grades on every one of his tools, especially control. And he's just a 93 94 guy, heavy sink, a ground ball out player and a mid-80s hard curveball, and he just, he's got kind of the makeup, and he's a strike thrower, and he's going to be a number two behind Fulton Evich, Kyle Wright, Ian Anderson, who I've played against. Uh, these guys are for real. Tuki Toussaint is their kind of, uh, their Sixto Sanchez, their filthy pitcher with a lot of movement, but he may in the long run end up being a long reliever, or maybe he's just a filthy right-handed pitcher, kind of like uh, Edison Volquez. The control's a little shaky, but yeah, he's got a lot of upside, and they've got arms behind that. I mean, Christian Pache is a uh, an outfielder I'm also a fan of. So yeah, just scrolling through the uh, you know their top 30 prospects real quick. These guys are stacked, and I think we're entering the year. Last year was like the year of the position player for the Braves. This mm-hmm. year's going to be the beginning of the wave of pitchers over right. the next two years. It's just going to be arm, arm, arm. And they've, like I just said, they've got five, six, five, six, maybe seven legit top 100 uh, starting pitchers. Three of them working out wouldn't shock me at all. Four of them wouldn't shock me. You know, like they right. could, they have the rotation with Fultonevich and... Yeah. Um, I just I think it's gonna the Braves are looking I I I see the Braves coming in fighting for third or second or third maybe in the division but the future is bright that's all I have to say I feel like the Braves showed up to the party uninvited too early last year just a little bit and when I say that I mean they developed so quickly and unexpectedly you know they were projected with these arms Mm -hmm. coming up. You know, for this year to be their, yeah. you know, their fourth place in their building, and then next year to really pop yeah. out with the position players going off. You know, with the arms coming up, yeah. it really came together quicker than expected, which yeah. is great for them. Yeah. Uh, well, with the two young studs, like we said, I mean, Ozzy Albie's twenty-four dingers, Acuna twenty-six, and that's without talking about Freddie Freeman, who's just the captain. I mean, like, I, I don't know if there's another player who, maybe Buster Posey is the only guy I can think of, and Yachty. Are the only other guys I can think of that maybe more are more ingrained in a team, but like right. Freddie Freeman was just kind of like the the short inside outs lefty with a, in a big body that came up with the superstar Jason Hayward. Right. They yeah. both came up same time. It's the lifeblood of the Braves for you know years. But now Freddie Freeman, yeah, Freddie Freeman is just a guy, and he has been for so long. I mean, and I take Freddie Freeman over. I mean, uh, first, who, what first baseman do you take over Freddie Freeman? Uh, Goldschmidt. Rizzo. There's no way for me. It's Freeman and it's not close. But that's just that's me. Fine. I get Rizzo. What about Votto? Rizzo. Ooh, ooh, you like Votto. I do like Votto. Votto or Freeman? I take... Is it for just a season or for like starting now with our team? Because it's Freeman because he's 28. Right. But uh, let's say... One season. If just one okay, season. If it's one season... I think Don't. I'd probably take Freddie. You're a liar. I love. You're a liar. I love Joey. I just think he'd probably isolate the team if they don't play well. <laughs> He's intense. He's intense. I'm, I'm, Him I, and Puig are gonna be. Joey Votto might be my jersey. Yeah. Yeah, it might be. That'd be cool. Yeah. You I know, um, love Joey. I had a, a teammate who actually was at a. Uh, he was playing a team that Joey Votto was on. That's amazing. And um, Joey Votto was this high school. 
This or was college. travel ball in Canada. Okay. So after, so like all, okay, I got you. So like, um, Legion stuff. Yeah, yeah, got yeah. It. So after the game, Joey Votto went like two for three the dinger. Yeah. And uh, after the game, Joey Votto goes into the batting cage and he just starts hitting, and it's like the rest of his teammates are on the bus, and um, you know my buddy was friends. Um, with a guy on the team, and he's yeah. like, where are you, you know? He's like, we're still on the bus. And they're like, why, what's up, what happened? They're like, Joey's hitting. He's like, yeah. what? He's like, Joey Votto's still hitting. Yeah. You know, we're going to be here. And they stood there. The whole team's on the bus. Joey yeah. Votto's in the cage for two hours after yeah. the game. Just Joey Votto hitting. Yeah. And my buddy, his name's Zach, was like, does that happen? He's like, every game. <laughs> we don't leave until Joey's done hitting. <laughs> yeah, that sounds about right. I mean, that just shows you the intensity, yeah. the passion that oh, he brings. Unreal. I know when he was coming up, uh, he was the third baseman, and they moved him to first. And I think that was, I mean, he's, he's he had a, I think he was a little down probably last year, but he ha- he's had a slick first base glove, yeah. real smooth on, around the bag. But I mean, I don't. I don't know if there's been a more intelligent hitter in the last twenty years. No, the the way he. The walks, like it's, it's, I, it's, it's not insane. usually, you know, you kind of like smack people when they bring up like Hall of Famers, but it's legitimately like Ted Williams, like oh, it's, it's incredible intensity, it's incredible, and like the the intelligence. He's gonna write a book, and I'm just, I'm gonna buy it, and I'm so excited. <laughs> so was yeah, it Ted, I think it was Ted Williams who used, or maybe it was DiMaggio, I forget, but one was, of them. Are you talking about standing naked in front of the mirror? Swing? Yeah, that was Ted Williams. That was Ted. Okay. I'm Ted Williams, the greatest hitter alive. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, his roommates were just like, I'd rather die. Oh, my than God. <laughs> this yeah. is intense. But, yeah, so the Braves. Freddie Freeman with a 388 OBP and a 309 average. And I just uh, – it's it's going to be a big year for the Braves. And I'm looking forward to watching them even when they're beating up on – even if, the, if, if they're beating up on the Mets, yeah. which they could. I'm also a big fan of Ender Inciarte. In center field. Fun fact, I was going to bring it up. He's nasty. Love him. When I was at a Braves game yeah. two years ago, and Mad Bub went mad deep. Yeah. Um, <laughs> up on the board, you know, they got the in-between in yeah, these yeah. games, and they were like, which Braves player eats Chipotle every single day? <laughs> it was him. <laughs> that, that makes him even better. And I just, I never looked at him the same ever since. I was like, like, you're my hero. You're so cool. You're yeah. my hero. That's awesome. All right. All right, so hit us with another NL West team. All right. We've got to wrap it. We're at the hour mark. Oh, shit. All right. Um, I'll go quickly to the Giants because they're a giant disappointment. Nice. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Flaming burn. <laughs> Boom. Um, key players, Buster Posey, who's aging. Evan Longoria, also aging. Buster Posey, a Hall of Famer. Yes. Yes, good. good. Continue. Uh, acquisitions, Harper, question mark? Side note, not likely. Uh, departures, no one because they didn't really have anybody. Um, predictions. We're talking about an aging core of Belt, Panic, Crawford, old pitching staff of Jeff Samarja, Cueto, who's coming back from Tommy John, um, Mad Bum, question mark, probably will be moved. We've got a team, oh, in the Panda. LOL. <laughs> LOL. Um, we're talking about the most C to C minus lineup I've ever seen. Wow. This is probably what you had to look at, like, Orioles-wise. Yeah. yeah. This is my Orioles. Yeah. This is disgusting. Yeah. The the only thing you can... T- when you're talking about the Giants, you're yeah. like, Joey Bart. Yeah. And that's it. 
Joe, well, Joey Barr That's gets it. me, you know, going. He's a spark. He's he's gonna be a stud. Yeah. I mean, he's gonna he's a perfect replacement. Yeah, yeah. And when Posey moves to first, and um, yeah, he's de- he's definitely the the gem of the farm. Absolutely, and it's what to, it's what you should look forward to. He's the gem of the major league team in the farm. I think the perfect Giants season is Brandon Belt crushing it, yeah. so they can trade him. Yeah, get more. Buster back. Posey slides to first. Yep. signs a f- eight year deal or whatever he wants. Yeah. And, finishes and, a giant. And Bart comes up next year, and they've got Bart and Posey. And yeah. I think that's – I want them both in the lineup together for a while. Yeah. It would be fun. The, that uh, spring training is going to be awesome. That would be amazing. Can you imagine the knowledge being passed oh my gosh. when they're talking? And, like, you know, the interviews are like – he's just like, it's Buster Posey. Yeah. He's like, I've been playing with this guy on the show since I was, for, for, like, 14. Yeah. This guy crushed at Georgia Tech. Have you ever watched Posey highlights from, like, Georgia Tech? I haven't. Wait, Dude. Wait, didn't Joey Bart go to Georgia Tech? I don't. I don't want to keep. Tech boys? I don't want to keep saying it unless I can conf- confirm. Give some. I'll more. look up Posey. Wait, I'm already looking up. Oh well, then I'll look up Bart. No, I'm looking up Bart now. Well, I'm looking up Posey. Joey Bart College. We should know this yeah, also. Yeah, I know, but we're here. He's an All-American, Georgia Tech. Yeah. Yeah. You're right. 6'3", 230, big boy. Posey went to Florida State. I'm just retarded. What are you, high? I was thinking of Bart then. <laughs> yeah, you were. Apologies. Are. It's, not, it's not your fault. But yeah, so Florida State Posey highlights. Yeah. I, now that I'm seeing it, I see the colors. I see like the the, the red and the, gold. The, the, yeah, yeah. Um, there's some a couple videos of him like with the BESR bats, and he's just turning. Oh. And it's just like ping, and the ball's <laughs> just gone. Five hundred easy. And the announcers are like, "There goes Posey again, yeah. doing that thing he do. He's hitting like four hundred, and they're like, there's that catcher.' Classic for some reason. SEC stud. Yeah. So yeah, that's so. We have so much college baseball to watch. Oh, also, it's ACC. That's the dumbest thing I've ever heard. I hate me. Um, yeah, that wraps the Giants. Um, so what do you have left? Well, you mentioned C minus batting lineups. <laughs> I did. Allow me to introduce you to the best and deepest Triple A rotation or Triple A lineup in the MLB. Oh, this is so rough. The Miami Marlins. Oh, Jeter, what are you doing? True or false? There's a player on the Marlins named Brian Anderson. True. <laughs> True. He's their best player. <laughs> Welcome. Wait, what about Neil to... Walker, bro? Are we talking about Neil fucking <laughs> Walker, bro? Neil Walker, who said no to a... Qual- no, wait. He accepted the qualifying offer for 17 mil. Good job, Neil. Get that That's money, That's the Neil. most money he'll ever make. <laughs> yeah, get that money. Good job, Neil. No, ne- Neil's in that group of players who are like 31... And, you know, solid, but not a star. So, like, all the number Be people are just nice. like, we can find more value somewhere else. <laughs> you know? Like, it's horrible. They're just like, a defensive player plus a bat equals Neil Walker. <laughs> so, like, Neil Walker can't feed his children. Yeah. So, anyway, I'm just upset about it. Okay. So. <laughs> I think he feed Let's children. break down superstar Brian Anderson, who's, who's also we're getting a jersey for. The one and only. I know. You're thinking, how did this man slide under the radar? 25, 6'3". He's like a giant. Question. <laughs> yeah. Would you rather... I was in the middle of selling I'm Brian so sorry. Anderson. Would you rather get free tickets, two tickets to a Marlins game, or a parking ticket? It's a close one. Because I'm taking the is parking ticket. Is the parking ticket. ticket lady good looking, or is it a boy? It's on your car. You just show up and it's there. Do I get to see Jeter? No. 
He's not even in the ballpark. Is the big statue there in center that does spins and shoots water? The orange one yeah. with the lights. Yeah, that's you know it. they have a club behind left field though. Maybe I get in the club. No, you don't. Oh, <laughs> and also <laughs> Marlins guy <laughs> isn't there. I'm out. Yeah, yeah, I'll park the parking ticket. ticket. Yeah. Sorry, tell me about Brian enough. Anderson, the stud. All right, so so sorry. I don't know if anyone's religious out there listening to this. But if God's comeback, it's in the form of Brian Anderson, <laughs> a 6'3", 185-pound demigod, drafted by the Marlins, and just an example of an elite farm system development, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. I mean, very few players debut at 24 this wet, <laughs> this ready for this big league pressure. Um, and it's just All another. Well, it's just another example of Derek Jeter's genius. Honestly, the perfect timing, executing another steal of Sixto Sanchez for the best catcher in baseball. A great trade. I mean, Christian Yelich MVP for many players. I know the name of several Monte Harrison that have for all one. worked out. Um, so yeah, let's break down Brian. B-Rye, as I call him. 156 games, so your boy's getting starters minutes. 670 plate appearances, 11. That's a 1 and a 1. Dingers. One more than 10. Uh, my boy's crushing it. Uh, 357 on base percentage. Hello, Hall of Fame. Yee yee. 273 average, 400 slugging. That's like a strong uh, second base number right there. Wow. Um, what position does he play? I'm sorry. Third base slash outfield. He's so good, one <laughs> position wasn't enough. Do you think he ever plays third and left at the same time? In all, leg- maybe. It could be. It's possible. Um, so no, in all salary. legitimate, kind of, you know, to try and be a little more serious, yeah. he, he was wor- a good for a 3 4 war. Wow. Which is like, which means he would have been like the fourth or third or fourth best player on the Mets, which is, you know, I'm ripping on him. Not this year, probably, but. I mean, clearly this guy had a good year, so I hope he actually makes a little money. But the sad part is, wow, the sad part is that this is the best player on the Marlins. Um, They also have super old, super ungood Starling Castro now, who's like 26, I think, at this point, (laughs) 27. I don't know what happened to him. But let's here. wait. Let me go to my write-up on the Marlins. Real quick. Didn't they sign uh, the Grandy Man? Uh, Candy Man? The Marlins are a big ball of suck yeah that's what i wrote uh no um oh, are, you, are you professional yeah curtis granderson are you pro bro <laughs> yeah curtis granderson is actually my glue guy for the marlins because I, I think he's what's going to keep them um from just quitting probably overall just laying down i think yeah. curtis grant i'd like to see curtis granderson hit 30 homers that'd be awesome i'd like to see him hit just, 30 and get out if he's just teeing off oh trade to like a like a playoff team yeah that'd be amazing yeah Neil Walker's probably going to stay there. Uh, Jorge Alfaro. Who? Neil. No, the next oh, one. Oh, Jorge Alfaro's the catcher they got for from the Phillies. We talked about him earlier. Oh, okay. I was making a rhetorical because yeah. oh, they're all oh, bad. Gotcha. Sorry. <laughs> uh, and then Sixto. You're like, we talked about this a lot. God. Sixto's who we covered earlier. Sixto's like the, the Pedro fella that I'm... Um, He's the he's the thing that... The, he's their Joey Bart. Right. He's like, at least we have this, Please. you know? So... Yeah, it's going to be rough for the Marlins. Um, and yet, they're at 65.5 wins projected or for the uh, over-under, and I smashed the over at 68. Someone was, oh, my. I know. Oh, 68 my. 68 for me. Give me the over. Because young players may not know how to win, but they hate to lose. And that's my uh, that's my hot take. Wow, that's a Disney moment right there. Thanks, bro. 
Um, and I, for my prospect to watch, yeah, I wrote Sixto Sanchez, and in quotes, I put a lot riding on this guy. <laughs> <laughs> so the Marlins is going to be a uh, what we call a suck fest. Yeah, yeah. Um, well, at least they'll have good like Cuban sandwiches in Miami mm-hmm. and nice weather. Yep. And um, and uh, Florida State taxes aren't bad. As in non-existent. And um. Um. So the Padres. The Padres. The Padres. Tell me about them. The, <laughs> the Marlins wish they were the Padres. I really do, which is not not, not a good thing. Do you think uh, Derek Jeter has regrets? <laughs> 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 That's all I'm saying. Do you think he'd be happier as the GM of the Marlins or as a hitting instructor for the Yankees? This is on Mar- Rob Manfred. The uh, they they got a nine hundred million dollar offer from a different guy from Miami, who had money left. That's why he was like this much. So I have some. Yeah. And he was gonna keep the team, Mm -hmm. Stanton, Yellick, Ozuna, Real Muto, and add. But they sold it for one point two, so three hundred million more to the to the the Jeter and his group, and they were out of money, and they immediately sold everything they had. They they were like, we gotta not. We gotta like just trade everything. Shoe we can't string, pay yeah. this many people. Yeah. They're like, we can't pay twenty five, and, and Jeter's like, <clears throat> that's how many you need to play. And they're like, Jeter, you're gonna have to clean up. Yeah. You're gonna, <laughs> dude. That place would sell the fuck out instantly. If Jeter played at you're shortstop like, one for a night game only for Miami. Can yeah. you imagine a less graceful comeback than he's like, this is it. That'd be awful. He's like, I'm going to right field. <laughs> you just up. Saw- oh, they'd shift on him. He just blo- bloop out. It'd be horrible. I'm so glad he finished when he did. Yeah. Jet, it was already getting bad. Two years too late, but that's okay. It was beautiful. You shut the fuck up. Dude, he broke his ankle trying to pick up a ground He's ball. my hero. <laughs> He's amazing. Okay. <clears throat> so then Padres. Yeah. Hunter Renfro. Renfro. <laughs> like I said. Um, he's their kind of uh, knight in shining armor last year. He's a, a glimmer of hope in a city of Gotham. <laughs> Just talk about the farm system. Shut up. <laughs> um, no, I'm gonna go through the big big boys first. Um, Hosmer, he's fun. That's a big boy, I guess. It's the Padres. He gets paid like a big boy. Yeah, so I guess he's fun. It's another excellent royal. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, yeah. A couple young catchers coming up: uh, Austin Hedges, Francisco Mejia. Um, some talent there. That's exciting. Off-season acquisitions. Ian Kinsler from the Red Sox. That sucks for him. Um, Garrett Richards. I mean, if you're going to end your career, though, like, San Diego's nice. If you could get just, like, here's three mil, you know? If you had already made some money. Yeah. You got 18 in the bank. To play another year. Yeah. Yeah, You get three. You'd use that three and just buy a house. Yeah. Buy a $2 million house and use a mil to pay the taxes for the next four years. Yeah. Yeah, there you go. I'm chilling. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Um, where am I? Yeah, like we're going right to the minors because that's where all the Fernando action is. Fernando Tatis fucking junior. Probably one of the – I know I've not been following prospects that long. Yeah. Firsthand admittedly, but he but is – But MLB Network is force-feeding us Fernando Tatis Jr. So hard. They're like, you're going to like him. <laughs> you're gonna, you have to. He's like Vlad but skinny. <laughs> <laughs> him in the Futures game was impressive. He's a, He's got a cannon. He threw 99 across the diamond. Yeah, he's – From the, third. Yeah. It was it was incredible. Anyways, I was um, Tatis Jr. Um, hmm. Next, yeah, my next major league 
big leaguer, next major league star for yeah. the Padres. He's he's, he's going to be this year's Acuna. Yeah, with the declining um, Will Myers. Holy cannoli. Yeah, that's another one. That's like he's entering like Starling Castro territory, it's, yeah, where it's, it's like, like you were supposed to be awesome, and he's like, yeah, well, you know, I, uh, you know, I signed an extension and then gave up, <laughs> and then I don't have to work anymore. Cool, bro. I'm rich forever. Whenever I've seen him in interviews, he reminds me of like, um, of like Nuke from Bull Durham, where he's like, it's fucking out there, man. And it's you're like, okay, pretty radical. You're trying hard, and he's yeah. like, I swing big sometimes, <laughs> make contact, you know. Man? Yeah, so I saw him hit a ball out of the ballpark while I was in Rochester. Oh, talent drips out of his fingers like yeah. it's unreal. Oh, this is not really pot information, but the Mets might play in Syracuse. We yeah. for, for a game, we should go see him. Oh, definitely. Like not like their Triple H. Like the Mets might play an exhibition game. In Syracuse oh shit! At the end of March. That's awesome. If if it happens, we'll Instagram it. We'll uh, we'll definitely take pictures, guys. Can we do a live ballpark podcast. A live ball? It'd be hard. Of course it would be hard. Anything worth doing is. We'll, no, we we'll talk about it off the air. Yeah. We definitely won't do it. We'll uh, try. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> well, uh, how much is a suite? Wait. God, get out. We're being famous. I'm going to quickly wrap this. We're going to wrap it. Well, i got to cover the Diamondbacks. Okay. Um, Tatis Jr. is the future at baseball. Mackenzie Gore, um, left-hander. Filthy lefty. Incredible. Was on the uh, cover of uh, Sports Center. Or Sports Jesus, Illustrated. Sports Illustrated. It's going to be a little ago. while, though, right? He's got another, at least another year or two to develop. Yeah, but he's already in AAA. I mean, the kid's Woof. like 20. Um, I don't even think he's 20. I think he's 19. I think he's 19. Yeah. I'll have to, I should know. I I'll double he was check. Ball last year. Yeah. No, no, no. He's up. He's like okay. at least a double. I'm good for him. I should definitely know. Um, Mackenzie Gore, an arm to look out for. Tatis Jr., the entire Padres. Um, minor league system stacked right now. Um, they're obviously a future team. They're at seventy eight point five. I've got them well under. I've got them in the sixties. I'm not feeling the Padres at all. Yeah. Well, the Diamondbacks are the Marlins of the NL West. No, they're not that bad. But they've lost a lot of. They lost their guy. They when Goldschmidt went to the Cards, and the Cards are you know a, like a trade and sign team. They're gonna extend Goldschmidt. I expect. Yeah. Uh, but uh, the Diamondbacks lost kind of their heart and soul. And David Peralta, who's real good, but he's now their best player, which is a bummer. Um, so for them, you kind of jump to the trade for uh, Goldschmidt. And for me, it's all about Carson Kelly. I'm a big fan. Uh, I expect good things from him. Um, he's got a cannon. He's my kind of player. He's all defense with offensive upside. And then, um, you know, after that, it gets a little rough. Zach Grinke is, about, I think, a third of their payroll. For me, okay. If there are actually any Diamondbacks fans who've listened this long, shout out. You should love. First off, shout out. Second, fall in love with Wilmer Flores. He'll probably be starting at second base for you. He's really fun to root for because I mean he just first off he rakes lefties and second off that's all. Um, Steven Souza Jr. I'm a fan. Big boy that plays a really really good outfield. For somehow he's just so athletic. Um, and I mean Nick Ahmed, I'm a big fan of as a defensive first shortstop. I'm a big fan of like all glove guys. And Jake Lamb can has upside, but you know he's really on and off. Greg, Alex Avila, wow. Yeah, yeah. Alex Avila still kicking. John Ryan Murphy, former Yankee, uh, out. Archie Bradley and Greg Holland. The uh, there's some really interesting Hirano. There's some really interesting players in the bullpen, but for the most part, I think the Diamondbacks will uh, agree. Diamondback fans will agree with me that it, we are prospect watching at this point. And when it comes to prospect watching, pretty much their one 
their one real nice piece that I like is a apologies if I pronounce this wrong, but John Duplantier. I could, I could be wrong. That was the one I was going to be like, no, this is how you stay. Oh, yeah. But you so, nailed it. So 93 to 97 with a good run and sink. Uh, solid command, and he's got it upside of a front-end starter. So it would be real nice if you guys had projected a, a real strong number two behind Grinky. I'm a Grinky guy, but obviously he's making like 36 a year. And, Crazy. You know, man. you guys are just waiting that one out, kind of like the Mets are waiting out Cespedes. So Diamondbacks uh, projected at 77 wins. Give me the under at 69. I think it's going to be uh, – I think there's going to probably be two real weak teams in the West, if, unless the Padres feel frisky. And I think uh, the Dodgers are going to be – Dodgers and Rockies are going to be throwing haymakers. So, yeah, there's your NL Central – or an NL, excuse me. There's your NL East and your NL West. We're going coast to coast. Yeah. We'll uh, probably be following up with the Central. Mm-hmm. So uh, we'll have two more – the last two divisions to cover in a couple days. We'll do some positional stuff. Um, you know, we went over the left field, but we'll uh, today. But we'll go through some of that a bit more extensively. Yeah, we'll do some top fives. Yep. Um, guys, thank you so much. We know you've been in your ear for quite a while now. We Way hope we brought long. you some value. We'll try and cl- we'll we'll trim it up a little bit uh, in the next episode. Yeah, we'll definitely work on. Uh, <laughs> we got away from, we got away from us a little bit. It's hard not to talk <laughs> baseball. Sorry, we. It's just a lot of fun. Yeah, we enjoy it. All right, thank you so much for listening. Uh, please follow uh, Twitter and Instagram at the ITT Pod. Uh, you know, feel free to shit talk us, and uh, you can email us questions at uh, ITTPod at gmail Yep. Anything else, Matt? No, no, I'm good. No. All right, guess we're ready to wrap. Shout out Ithaca Swimming. One time. <laughs>